Spider-Man. Help is on the way, dearie. Great, Scott. I feel the need, the need for speed. Cowabunga, dude. You're a wizard, Harry. Welcome to the When Harry Met Movies podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Harry Met Movies podcast. My son is dad, dad. Hey, Harry, how are you? Good. So today, as part of our special guest yeah, September. We, yeah, I guess. You That's just a new name I just made up. Um, we are joined by Jamie, is it Allerton? Is that how you say your surname? Uh, yeah, Allerton, yeah. yeah. Um, from the Best Movie 2 podcast, which I think is quite a clever concept. Um, so why don't you tell the listeners about the concept, about you, about why you started a podcast and stuff? Uh, yeah, sure. So I'm, I'm kind of like the movie guy in my friend group. And I'm normally getting text messages from people saying, like, I'm in this mood or I'm in this mood. What film should I watch? So the podcast was set up just to answer a different question each week where it would be like, what's the best movie to watch if you're hungover? What's the best movie to watch if you've just been dumped? You know, what's the best movie to watch if you've got COVID? Um, so just each week we ask a different scenario and get a guest on to kind of answer it. And we just talk about films for a bit. And it's quite lighthearted, but it's it's designed so that all my friends will stop texting me and they'll actually just listen to the pod instead. Has it worked? Uh, yeah, kind of. It just means that more people are aware of it now and ask me more annoying questions. What can I watch that's on Netflix? Well, to be fair, that's one of my favourite things is to kind of message people and say, oh, well, if you're in this mood, watch this. If you feel like this, watch this. And then one for COVID, just watch anything that shows up. <laughs> um. Yeah, I've, is it Tom Cruise one you just come up? It's just come out. Is that your latest episode? Yeah, yeah. We do. So we do. Um, we we kind of switch the format so that we ask a question and then with the same guest we'll do a deep dive into an actor uh, that they choose. So yeah, we just did um, Tom Cruise, which is quite prescient because Top Gun Maverick was got to be what the biggest film since since COVID. Yeah, yeah. Good film. Yeah, I was, I was, I was surprised at how much I like Top Gun Maverick because I'm not a huge fan of the first one. Have you, have you guys watched either of them? So, so the first one we've watched, and I was, yeah, we've. we've my fault. It definitely reviewed, but it didn't. So. Yeah, we've watched. Yeah, we'll get into that in a second. Um, but Top Gun, yeah, we we reviewed that, and then you went to watch Top Gun Maverick with your mum, didn't you? Yeah. And oh. you both came back, and you were like, she dropped him off here, and I was like, she's like, you need to go watch this, and I was like, okay. <laughs> I taught my nephew who's like 25, so it's not like he's a kid. And we both went to watch it at the cinema and we both came out of Top Gun Maverick going, wow, that's a cinema film. Yeah. It was a great film. I need to watch it again. I haven't watched it for ages. So I think because we've kind of just had so much CGI and computer effects in the last 10 years, just to see anything that's real, even if it's just him really getting thrown out of that bar, you know, and it wasn't green screen, there was an actual ocean behind him. It was amazing to watch. It's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It felt like a this like there's there's always films that have come out like like I haven't seen Oppenheimer but as much as I'm sure it's great in the cinema I think you'd probably also be able to watch it at home and it wouldn't lose as much whereas I think a bo- a big blockbuster box office type film I do think sometimes loses something when you watch it for the first time yeah. at home on the big screen yeah because you feel like it's all around you and stuff yeah and the audience reactions also sometimes help yeah. Yeah, I love that kind of when the lights go out and it's all, you know, just loud as possible. We just did a, a rewatch of Jurassic Park at the Everyman and it was amazing just being with a crowd. That T-Rex escape scene is just as yeah. good as when it was filmed. Here's a question. What's your favourite movie? 
Oh, uh, so I've I've settled I, I on. Think this is the moment, Terry. I think sometimes your mood changes and your favorite film changes. Yeah, they do swap around. Like I, when I first got COVID, the the film that I went to straight away was, um, it's it's not a very popular film. It's called Rise of the Guardians with Chris Pine. Uh, where yeah. it's like uh, Alec Baldwin plays like a Russian version of Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good um, film. Yeah, I, I, I was like, I, I didn't realize that. I was like, I think this film's in my top ten, and I never even realized until I had COVID and I was delirious. But of all time, um, would be the thing. John Carpenter's the thing. Um, that every year for Halloween, me and my friends go to a, a cinema down in London to watch it. Um, I think it's just a perfect movie. Uh, and Kurt Russell's probably my favorite actor. Yeah, I'm trying to think of films that I've seen him in that I didn't like, so I can't think of anything. Yeah, sure. I think kind of kind of suitable. I'm thinking of um, John Carpenter films that would be suitable for you guys, and probably Big Trouble in Little China might be the only one. Yeah, do you know what? That's on the list. It's one of those where I think you catch certain films are kind of like... I have heard of that film. Yeah, um, there's a lot on our list, and... It's, oh, yeah, it's definitely a lot. One of the guys that I know, the guy who actually gave us our name for our podcast, he came up with it. And every time I see him, I see him like once a month probably. And he always goes, I'll watch this film the other day. Because he always says, oh, you're going to run out of films. And I was like, yeah, but like I realised the other day, he's never watched a Will Smith film. Oh, wow. Not the podcast, we've never done one. I don't even know if he's actually ever seen one. And so when you just go, well, Independence Day, Men in Black, Bad Boys. And then when you start suddenly, list, and every time someone mentions like something like Big Trouble in Little China or something like that, you go, oh, I'll add that to the list. And the list does get bigger, but then we also are looking at the fact that wow. when our podcast started, we did two or three films an episode and uh, we didn't really played about the format a bit like you yeah. like using your format a bit you um change you you just you get about eight or nine months is it your podcast now uh yeah we're only we we, had, we took some time off for kind of edinburgh and stuff so we're only on episode 16 um and i was like in that sort of time as well changed from being like that to being because one film a one yeah. film an episode and then eventually we went onto YouTube as well. So I think that's yeah. what's great about podcasters, though, is that it's your choice, it's the creator's choice. You know, we don't have uh, you know, some big company behind us saying, No, this is the format we agreed on and you have to do this. It's, yeah. if you're not happy with how it's working, you can just switch it up. Yeah. I listened to I've listened to quite a few of your episodes. I'm not, I haven't listened to the Tom Cruise one yet because I listen to a lot of them in work and I've been off for the last few days. Um the last one I listened to was with which is quite appropriate, was the yeah, best film to watch for your dad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I thought, oh, how appropriate is that one? Because that's quite a recent one. What film was that? Uh, was it Good, Bad and Ugly? Was that one of them? That was... I think, I yeah, I, I think because Ben, ben the guest, he, he said his dad was into westerns because uh, I was going to go down kind of action stuff and he said his dad doesn't like actions or thrillers, but The Good, The Bad and The Ugly, uh, I think, was our one of our final choices. Which is yeah, that's a, that's a great film and it still holds up, I think. Which is which is kind of what our show is about. It's trying to see what does and doesn't hold up. Have you got any guilty pleasure films? Oh god, guilty pleasure. Um, yeah. What's... Well, you like me, you just don't care and you just watch it anyway and just say, "But I like it." Oh, but I was, I, can, I kind of push against the concept of a guilty pleasure just because yeah, I, I think those films should be defended, kind of. Like where I, I did film studies at university and one of our first courses, the the lecturer went round and said to everyone, what's your favourite film? And people were saying like, I like the works of Pedro Almodovar. And, you know, people were saying, oh, I love Russian cinema. And it got to me and my friend and I was really panicking, like, oh God, I'm, 
I'm a populist, you know, and uh, the guy next to me was like, I love Predator. And I was like, oh, great. So I, I felt comfortable being like, Die Hard, Die Hard's a great film. Uh, and then the guy next to me was like, Lord of the Rings. So uh, I don't think you should feel guilty about, um, unless like it's really, really crap and you really like, you know, you have the DVD, but it's in a different DVD case. Um, Beetlejuice. <laughs> yeah, Harry's not a fan of Beetlejuice. He hates the film. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Not, not even the dance scene. I, I guess things I saw some in the film like Beetlejuice kind of a it, it, it basically picked up on something I'd never clicked. I I wasn't a huge fan of the film as a child. I think I just never got it. Yes. Um, and he picked up on the fact that essentially he's quite a paedophile. Yeah, he's a creep. Yeah, he's a bit creepy, and he's trying to get married to a very young girl, and it and it just just completely put you off the film, didn't it? Yeah. And I was like, well, it's we'll quite see. interesting because I felt that. And I always thought, oh, it's just me. It's a film that everyone loves. I physically like. But he absolutely, and we ne- we never really talk about film until we mm. record. Um, I always get a vibe of whether he likes it or not. But you can um, tell how much I talk, I think. But that one, he was when he came out of how much he disliked it. I was like, oh, okay, I wasn't expecting this, and this will be quite an interesting episode because we've never had that. Usually, we do not we've created it yet. Probably. Generally, there's quite a few. Most of our films are three stars because mm. obviously I get to pick them so I'm going to pick ones that are you think I'll enjoy but sometimes yeah, you fail but generally I'll, I'll enjoy, think you enjoy so probably something me I always think like the Transformer films are better than people give them credit for yeah sure they are because to me they're films you can put on you don't even know like if you're doing loads of stuff and they're great for when you're sick yeah you've watched them a few times haven't you when you're sick yeah I, I kind of gave up on the Transformer films on the one not the last one but the the one before that where they started to morph instead of transforming you know because it was like cheaper for the cgi so it was it was like the the kind of uh the tony stark suit where instead of you seeing everything wearing around and like yeah it, it, it just was you know cgi kind bumblebee. of sludge if you haven't seen bumblebee i, I really like bumblebee yeah, that's yeah, that's probably one of the better ones isn't it yeah you quite like the new one didn't you and it's more watchable than i expected it to be to be honest that's the an- the animal one isn't it the new one yeah pretty good yeah but um, I think the first one when Optimus Prime transforms is amazing. It's one of the best scenes in the cinema for a long time. I still need to watch them all. I think you've watched them all, but just not back to back, have you? No. Yeah, I think that, that first one is a lot better than people give it credit for because I, I think kind of most people just go, oh, they're all the same and they all, it's just, you know, things that you can't see. But I, I quite like the first one. I think it, it feels epic and you've got some great characters all coming together in that final clash. I like the group of soldiers when they're out in the desert and they get attacked. Yeah, yeah. The only thing which I can really remember one is the giant, like, the construction machine. Oh, but just, I think that's in the second one, the bit yeah. where they all combine. Yeah, that's really cool tonight. I was an 80s kid, so Transformers. <laughs> Man. It's like crack or whatever. He-Man. He-Man, yes, or no one. Yeah, I think Spider-Man haven't got a lot of He-Man things, shockingly. All Transformer things, actually. Potter. He just slates me for my Lego collection. So, why did you pick this film? Well, we don't know what film we're doing, that. Why did you tell the audience? Is it Cool Runnings? Yes. I know it said it when like 10 minutes into the episode. Well, this, I picked this one because it was, it was huge at the time. Like, this was massive when it came out. And then it's not really talked about that much anymore. Um, 
but when when I was about Harry's age, probably that's when I first saw it, and we loved it. You know, you, it's got some characters that you really like. It it's very very loosely based on a true story, so you get in that element of like, oh wow, this really happened. And if when you were a kid, anything with John Candy, you were like, this is going to be great. Yeah. Have you seen any John Candy films, Harry? The um, the coach. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah, Uncle Buck. Uncle Buck. We've seen trains. planes, trains, and automobiles, and we have seen great outdoors. We've done. Oh, great! Yeah. So, are, are you a fan? Yeah. Yeah. Good in outdoor. Great outdoors. Yeah, yeah, you enjoyed that, didn't you? Yeah. I, I love. I think it's great. So I thought when you picked this, I was like, "Oh, this is a good choice." <laughs> I, watched it the other film that you almost picked was King Ralph, which I was like. That's not, that's been on my list for, for a bit, what? and we almost did it, but we did, it was all I was scared to, I was going to get them to watch it, but it was at an inappropriate time, so we just leave it. At, all right, yeah, yeah. King Ralph. It's about um, a guy who becomes king. Is it, I don't really want to spoil the film for, but you probably enjoy that. That was another one that you suggested, but I thought this was quite a good one because, like Harry said, we did actually watch this oh, and plan to record it, but for some reason we never did. Was it? Okay. I swear we did record. Did no, we, we never did. Did it? Uh, swear we did. No. Maybe we'll pop them up or something. Or never just... recorded it, so we just. Or we just slipped. So when you said it, it was like, well, it's one we did always plan to do, and we never did. Well, probably in it, like, not the first time. Yeah, it would have been, yeah. Because we watched a lot of films. Because ours span off out of COVID, our podcast, but yeah. I used to go around every week to his mum's and that because we couldn't do anything and we used to just watch a film once a week and it started off like the latest film that had come out on Netflix or something. It'd be good to know someone like you just to give us some ideas. Um, and then I was just like picking films that I enjoyed as a kid. Hmm. That's what, two weeks on it, Yeah. You've been locked inside for longer than that than you walked, you were allowed. Everyone yeah, was, mate. Oh, the last day of primary school. Yeah, he was actually locked up before everybody else had to be. Oh, yeah. Literally, like two weeks before the lockdown, his brother had a cough. And so I, then we went into he went into lockdown. Oh, Even yeah. after a day, he was absolutely fine, and he's never yeah. had COVID. So it was at my last day of primary school too, and he had the cough. Stop stressing the fucking. No, you. You leave that. No, you never. It's been like four years or three okay. years or whatever. Um. So yes. Yeah, so why don't you challenge Jamie to when come out? The film came out in 1993. To recap the plot, I'm gonna give you five because I'm like a guest. She's going to do five lines to recap the plot of the film. Five lines, okay. It's loosely based on a true story. It sees Jamaican runners who don't make the running team at the Olympics, and they start the first bobsleigh team for Jamaica. Uh, It's with the help of a disgraced coach, and when they reach Canada, where where the first stage of the Olympics are being held, they're treated as outsiders. How's that? Yeah, that's yeah. pretty much the plot of the film, isn't it? Um, so, yeah. Sure we've got a bad team. <laughs> Jumping on that. <laughs> I've got that song stuck in my head. So, a few <laughs> facts about the film. It came out in 1993, an hour and 38 minutes, which is quite a nice time. Anything around 90 minutes is always good for these mm. sort of films, I think. Uh, budget was 14 million, made 154 million. Uh, it was number 15 in the box office that year, which doesn't sound great. But when you look at the top five, was Jurassic Park, Mrs. Delphi. Fugitive Firm and Sleepers in Seattle. There's an awful lot of films in 1993. And then I know I've read that list a few times, which means we've covered quite a lot of films that came out that year. Yeah, could have missed up. Like, um, we actually need Jurassic Park again. I think that's what we need. Yeah, to do. we do plan to do that because that was all that was in our very first episode. So mm. we've plan to do it for. I'm sure so. 
Yeah, Short Circuit. Oh, Short Circuit's a great film. And Number Two as well. I used to love Number Two. That's one of the few films yeah, that everyone's, I remember. Everyone does this. Everyone says, <laughs> Short Circuit's good. Man, he goes, oh, I love Number Two. Everyone says, does that with Number Two. Well, I won't, I won't ruin it for you, but that's one of the few movies I remember crying to as a child. There's a bit. Oh, uh, we've seen them both. We've seen yeah. them. We've oh, done them. Oh, right, you know... When uh, I know we're going on a tangent here, but when Oscar and the goons beat up Johnny Five and they take his arm, <laughs> I was crying. Don't worry, we always go on a tangent on the podcast. <laughs> what would crying films don't show a human dying through an animal or robot I get attached to and I'll be crying? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so, some other facts about the film. Um, there's actually one thing where you touched on about how they kind of when they get to the Jamaican team get to Canada, they were not actually accepted. It was actually the opposite. In real life, they were actually the opposite. They were actually welcomed in and other teams helped support them and gave them like a spare bobsled and stuff like that. Um, so obviously it just wasn't as dramatic to do that. Um, but he was, just, he was a disgraced coach because he added weight into the sled, which you're actually allowed to do. <laughs> yeah, I was reading up on some interviews where Apparently the coach was like a really sound guy, and when he saw the film, he was like, "This isn't. I wasn't a drunk who was like getting into fights in pool halls. He was just a nice guy who had connections to Jamaica." Um, yeah. Which is like, imagine watching your life story on a film, and they go, "And he's a drunk and a, a loser." Yeah, essentially, the only real thing that... weights into a box will actually make it heavier. Yeah, make it quicker because it'll go mm-hmm. down. But if it's just like suddenly, but they can't they can't limit the weight because that means you'd have to limit limit the weight on the people in the team. True, go on the diet then. Um, the footage at the end of a crash that's actually real footage. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's actually the only difference. Apparently, the only the people that were involved so the only actual thing that's pretty much genuine of the fact that you sprinters, um, is the fact that they crashed. The rest of it is all kind of like slightly elaborating that for the. Did they actually the get off them? Yeah, they didn't. They didn't carry it on their heads. They pushed it. Yeah, and it, I think it's a lot of like the crew push it, like yeah. they they walk, but it's more cinematic if you have them all. Kind of, it's it's obviously visually meant to be like kind of like a coffin, isn't it? With that they, yeah, you you have that emotion of kind of a not a funeral because it's a it's a happy moment, but it's a bit more dramatic than just kind of pushing it. This is also the Olympics where there's another film based on someone else who was at this Olympics. Um, <laughs> Eddie the Eagle, who was like a very famous, for the exact same team as Jamaica, bobsled team, he was famous for not being very good. So he was a um, ski slope guy from England. And it's actually quite a good film, his Eddie the Eagle. Um, but it's at the exact same Olympics and they were both like, became like, sort of like folk heroes almost, like mm. even though not being very good. Um, and this is also John Candy's last film that got released before he passed away. Yeah. Two got released after, but this is the last one just before he, got, he passed away. So it shows actually the spell of his films. There's quite like there's like you mentioned a couple, and then there's other ones, and they're all like the bulk of his success was probably in about five or six years. It mm. was quite a his popularity was like big. Anyway, so I, I always I've said it to you quite a few times. I always wonder where his career would have gone. Yeah. If he had passed away, it was because this was like, like you said, this was a massive film as came out. <clears throat> and it was always like a, quite a really good feel good film. I always think, I always wonder whether him and uh, John Goodman, a lot of the films that John Goodman got, potentially he would have, John Candy would have got. Yeah, because 
Bye, some, people t- some people tend to throw him in with Chris Farley as well, but you could kind of see Chris Farley was make, starting to lean towards bad films. But yeah, with, with um, John Candy, like I think if he'd been around a lot longer, he might have moved into like you know, them Oscar baity dramas as well. Someone like yeah, yeah. might might have gone, oh, well, he's he's been comedic in the past, but I reckon like he's great in JFK, isn't he? Is yeah, uh... <laughs> in um the scenes in some of his films, like in um playing trains and automobiles, I always say to you the scene, there's a couple of big moments in that where you can see he can act. There's one where he's in the hotel room and he argues back with Steve Martin's character and says, you know, I like me and stuff like that. And the one at the very end when he's it all the realization of what how his wife has passed away or whatever. And his acting when they actually meet up and stuff like that is subtlety. He'd have been, I think he'd have been, like you say, well, Robin Williams did it, didn't he? He went in from comedy, comedy acting to quite yeah. a lot of stuff as well. So it's a shame. Yeah. So let's try and do some random questions. These random questions, we used to call it a quick fire round, but we've given up because it tends to be... <laughs> yeah, it tends to be the longest section of the podcast. The, the, the slow ice round. Yeah. Um, most iconic scene. So this would be hard for you to pick. So yeah. Jamie, what would you say is the most iconic scene? I think from the trailers, I remember Sanka being in the uh, ice cream truck. And I think that image yeah. of him him pulling off one of his dreadlocks is like that's the visual I get from Cool Runnings. Yeah. Either that or them carrying the the bobsleigh over the finishing line. Sure, that's probably a good one. Yeah, I had the bobsled carrying a bobsled thing. Um, what do you think changes if this comes out today? So if this was, well, it was a brand new film that's never been made before and it came out. Probably the actors. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll be obvious <laughs> actors and stuff. Do you think anything changes about the film? I'm not sure. I think it'd be more realistic to what the actual yeah. story was. Yeah, I think you get a bit more of Jamaica because um, you don't you don't spend that much time in Jamaica, or at least you don't you don't see kind of Jamaican life, do you? There's a few kind of cuts to family life, but I think you get you you get a stronger spirit of who everyone is and what their kind of function is. Yeah, yeah, like more of a backstory of their actual lives. Because you only yeah. really get Junior um, and Doris. You only really get yeah. bits of their two lives, and, don't you? And um, you get one moment which was an African truck. Yeah, but only you only see that he can drive a... Egg what they call the Derby the truck. truck type thing. And I think the, um, the scene where John Candy goes and uh, argues with the council... I think you have Derry's. If it's made now, you give a bit of agency to the the actual team, and you have him come and kind oh, of make his go, cases. He goes in and says, "You know, don't take it out on my team. Yeah. Take it out." Yeah. No, yeah, I think probably you're right. I probably they probably be more made about seeing, wouldn't they, of yeah. the turnaround of their opinion and stuff. I do think it'd be a bit probably a bit more serious probably. because they wouldn't because essentially, like I said, the, the story isn't very similar. The only thing from a side note is apparently it's a random thing that I found out is that the sprinter side of it was a discussion with someone's dad who's quite famous, who's John Barnes, who's a football <laughs> yeah. in Liverpool um, in the 80s and 90s. And his dad was one of the guys that was involved in all getting the sprinters involved. Because there's a logic to it, the sprinters, yeah, obviously, because it's all about speed, isn't it? It's all about that push off. Yeah. Um, and in, in theory, it did work. You know, they they, they got around the track. They, they were like 30th and like 26th, I think, when they were making their attempts. But that's because they'd never had a bobsleigh program before. But 
it they they achieved what they set out to do. So, and and I think that as I saw in some of the facts, that there are some co- uh, hot weather countries that still have bobsleigh teams. This wasn't like a completely unknown. Um, it's just that it was slightly weird because Jamaica had never competed before. Yeah, because they don't get ice or snow. <laughs> um, funniest moment you can go first, Harry. Why do I look at the first? Because I just looked at you. I think of one now. What was the bar scene? Like you know, in the mirror, Junior and what's the other guy called? Your brother. Yeah. What when he's doing the whole "you're yeah. a badass"? Yeah. Yeah. And then he then he storms out and goes to stop the fight. And then what's the guy which does the derby race then? Oh, uh, Sanka. And he's like he like hat him to hat back and he jumps on one of them. Yeah, I really like that. That it kind of at the start, Sanka can't do line dancing, but they don't. Everyone who's doing line dancing isn't judging him; like he's having fun with them. And then it cuts to he's learned the line dance and he swapped hats with someone. Everyone kind of likes him, which is more the spirit of what really happened. That you know, people embrace the Jamaican spirit. And then yeah, they have the big bar fight. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's not really a scene, but it's like moments that keep happening. I quite like it's just the sort of thing you keep seeing in the background where Sanka can't get his hat on. Yeah. <laughs> so John Candy keeps keeps hitting him on the head. That's I just think they're quite. I just think it's funny because it because it's constant throughout the film. It's like in the background. Come. And he keeps saying thanks, boss. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he put on sneakers with his hair in his face. There's a really funny bit where they when they're still when they're trialing out using the the kind of the the car on wheels when they first get the six seconds they lose control and hit the police car and the way john candy is really dismissive of the police when they're like you've hit our car he's like would you guys shut up we just did it all right get back to the top of the hill and he's just talking to the police as if they're nobodies i also like the scene where like they're they're trying to get people for the bob sled here and they show a presentation and it's like you might might do this and then like the turn around everyone's just gone yeah when they turn the lights back on there's only like one guy is that there and then you got Junior walks in late, and then it's like, well, you you are late. You might die. So come on. <laughs> Who do you think's the funniest character? I'm not sure. I thought there's a really obvious one you'd pick, but yeah, I mean they they've kind of designed Sanka to be the the funny one on the team, haven't they? And they've all got their kind of jobs. You know, like uh, when he first enters the country, and everyone's fine, and his hair's like. Covering ice and stuff. So yeah, I think Sanka's the funniest one. And then I think goes back like in. say, but it's because it's tailored to be yeah for him because he yeah. becomes like the butt of a joke because he's only because re- the fact he's there as the driver but he doesn't drive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he goes back into the um, like airplane thing, whatever. Like does that like dress up and everything piece of clothes he has. Oh yeah, when he puts up because he realizes how cold it is. Yeah. Yeah, they have quite an adult joke when he gets out as well, where they they can see their breath. And uh, one of them says, Sanka, what are you smoking? And he's like, nothing, it's just my breath. Is he your favourite character as well? I don't know. See, I think you'd think that Darice would be, is meant to be the main character because he's like the one that puts the team yeah. together. But I actually, that sounds terrible, but I also think he's the least interesting of before. I was going to say, Darice kind of, he drops off halfway through. Um, which is why I'd like him more prominent. Like he has that really, he, he's like the heart of the team and the leader. Yeah. He's like the Leonardo, if it was the Turtles. But yeah. he, 
that's why I'd like him in that meeting with John Candy and like him to be a bit more, uh, you know. Uh, now you've just said the turtles, there's a very likeness there because you've got Leonardo Therese, Sankas Michelangelo, Raphael, yeah. um, Yo, Yo Brenner. Yo Brenner would leave Junior as Donatello. Yeah. I love to see him. I wonder if he purposely did that because the turtles were popular at that time. It's a, it's a great dynamic, isn't it? The kind of that's how a team works. But yeah, because to me, he was meant that he it's like you're meant to follow his story because you know it's even him at the beginning is the one in the race you follow in, and then mm. it's even his family at the, the pub and stuff. It almost feels like maybe there should have been more, yeah, there might have been more scenes that have been cut out that build his backstory up because you see he's the only one that's committed to it throughout the type of thing, and even you know, he's, he's obsessed with like Swiss team, even doing the angst yeah. by dry sort of thing, and yeah. I love when you see Junior and he's talking to the dog. He's, the dog's sitting in the park. Oh, when he's trying to tell his dad about him going. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we told him. Um, that Actually, it, when they have the bit where he's trying to do the Swiss, the Swiss phrases, and I think, is it Sanku who says, but we're not Swiss, we're Jamaican, do it the Jamaican way. If there was a kind of move that they could do where that was Larice that said it, where it, it's him who like, powers the team to to go, right, we'll do this as Jamaicans. As a leader, because he 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 doesn't show that many leadership qualities when they get out to Canada, does he? No, other than the fact he's the only one that stays in, doesn't he? Yeah, and he learns curves and stuff like that. Yeah, you'd think maybe I don't know if because it's not a set to the plot. You'd think you could have a bit more leeway with it. So why why not almost have it so that he is maybe too intense, and they sort of say you know you need to be who you are, true to yourself, sort of thing, and play. Yeah. So maybe if, if they remade it, maybe that's what they'd be changing. They'd be changing it more to about him. Yeah. Because that's I think that's it, it's something I was thinking. I was watching it. I thought it's missing a lead. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's because John Candy's in it. Yeah. But because he's the star, he take he does an awful lot of a big lift in another film. But the other guy's in a lot of stuff you wouldn't have seen it. But I've seen quite a lot with the other guy in. I can't think what his name is off the top of my head. Um and he so he can act. It's not like it's the only film he was in. Um would you pay to see this film at the cinema? No. No. So if I said we could so okay, so if you came out of the cinema and you'd pay for this, would you think, oh that was all right? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I think See, nowadays I... the kind of blockbuster dynamic and the Kind of, it used to be inferior if you watch something at home, but now because the window between cinema and streaming is, you know, like what a month, we have to yeah, kind of pick up. Yeah, yeah. It's why going back to what you mentioned before about Top Gun, it's they kept that for quite a while, didn't they? Because they mm. knew how important it was to keep things at the cinema. Yeah, films like this. To be honest, a film like this now probably wouldn't hit the cinema. It probably just goes straight to Disney Plus. True. Um, do you think it holds up? Uh, I thought it would have been more. So it's been years since I've watched this, and I thought it would have been more kind of childish than it was because I I remember the Sanka character a lot. Um, but with the exception of like a few moments, the tone of it is actually like it's it's quite it's competent, which is a weird. It sounds like an insult, but it's handled quite well, you know, as a as a story. So I'd say yeah, there's no, you know, obviously you could have you could have had some really brash dealings with race there but they never really mention race it's more you're you're from a country that doesn't bobsleigh 
So it kind of feels more snobbish than than racist when they get treated badly in Canada. Would you Would you agree with that? Yeah, it's not. Is it? It's not about. It's like it's not a racism thing, is it? It's just they're saying what you do need. You don't deserve to be here. You're, you know, we're bobsleigh royalty sort of thing type thing. You're. Mm. The only thing I think doesn't doesn't uh, hold up is the slow clap. The sl- I hate the slow clap, that it comes from the German guy, and it's oh yeah, it's such, yeah. such a cliche now, and he to to start a clap with just like kind of like four seconds in between each one. If I was one of the bobsled team, I would have knocked him out first when I got off the track. Just <laughs> launched the thing. Do you think it holds up? Did you? Did you... Do you watch this thing? Oh, this seems an old film. No, yeah, I, I think we all I say think that... I it's, it's got comedy with, but it's all serious. Like, with Junior and the lover guy, which they were friends, and then... Your, he, your brother. Yeah. And when he finally... His dad chose to get him home, and then he finally stands up to his dad, and then you see him in the background, and then that's like... Yeah, it's more about... It's more Because it, I think because it's comedy, it's more about relationships and stuff, and there's not really any massive special effects that are overused and stuff like that. Mm. And as such, and because I suppose also, this came out in 93, but it's for the 1988 Olympics. It's already it's already set in yeah. time. When, it's a period piece, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so maybe that's what adds to it. I love how they instantly makes merch, even though they've only been on this team how long now. Yeah, they did make merchandise very quickly. Do you know what? Yeah. I, was, I was thinking, one of them... Jamaica, like an Adidas tracksuit top, would look pretty cool. The uh, do you know when they get their kit? Get them. Yeah, Things like that people make, don't they? Etsy or yeah. We've got a bad stuff, Jim. Was there any like scenes <laughs> without or anything? Or we've got to mention the lucky egg. Yeah, I do not get how that egg hasn't cracked yet. He was in a crash, and that egg somehow survived. I assume it's half boiled. Still, <laughs> do you reckon that was like um, a metaphor for for them, like they're they're throwing this vulnerable thing down the bob down the ice track that shouldn't have been going down, and it still survived every. Or maybe I'm just reading too much into it. No, no, that's oh, a good it point. It should always be rotten. <laughs> yeah, is it the yeah. same egg? Because it's three months, isn't it? Well, the same. The um, the actor who played Sanka, he's still got them. It's... Yeah, they're made out of rubber. Good. So, yeah, I, I, it's it, to me that's I know people that say that saying, like, "Do you want to kiss my lucky egg?" I've, I know a couple of people that say that yeah. to people. That's one of the lines that sort of are stuck oh, from it. And the song. Yeah, the um song, which isn't actually the word, and I thought it was. I can't remember what the actual word was. Um, no, like it's feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme. Yeah. I thought it was come on Jamaica, it's Bob Sud time, but it's not, is it? It's Jamaica we've got a Bob Sud team. No, that's for song they sing. When they do the when they when they go down the track, don't they? It's feel the rhythm, feel the ride. Yeah, I thought is it not come on Jamaica, it's Bob Sled time. Uh... Trying to think now, I feel like a good <laughs> But I remember that was like a big thing when it first came out. Yeah, that uh... was like You're on about the song they sing when they turn up, aren't you? That's why I've stuck in my head for ages. <laughs> Oh, so did it, you won't believe Jamaica's got a bobsled team. It's, um, no, so it's feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme, get on up, it's bobsled time. That's it, yeah. I, I, think, was, I prefer I prefer Come On Jamaica. I thought it was Come On Jamaica, so that's just always been in my head, but it's one of those lines, isn't it, in film for 
it gets misinterpreted. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's the remake sorted. We've changed the yeah, lyrics for that as well. Well, that's the other thing. If it was a song, that would become out of a song if it was made now. Nowadays. Yeah. You'd have like Pitbull singing it. or Apparently also there wasn't as much the whole how they, how they weren't in and allowed in and stuff like that. And I like, kept trying to keep them out. It wasn't as bad as they actually made out in the film. It was more, again, that was just for dramatic effect, which... Yeah. Yeah, wasn't it? They they were late to something, or they missed the deadline for something. So yeah, that yeah. was why they weren't allowed in. And then the uh, the Prince of Monaco, um, <laughs> like appealed to the board and said, "Oh, come on, it's it's fun." But it, I think it adds to the um, drama film again. So this is actually the second time you've watched this, which is rare for our podcast that you've watched the film twice. Usually, it's just the first time. Um. Did you remember much from your first watch? Because it was quite a few years back, wasn't it? Yeah. And we watched an awful lot of films since then. Yeah, I've watched like how many years of school now? So yeah, it's, it's, I would say it's about three years we haven't seen this film. Do you um? That'd be almost four. Um, Fine. We recorded it in the early fall podcast, probably. Yeah. Um. Did you? So what did you expect from a film? What type of film were you expecting it to be? Obviously, a boxless film. I knew that from going into it. Do you think it was going to be like a comedy drama? I knew it was, I, could, I do remember they've got comedy and drama in it. I always think there's certain films you watch that are like lazy Sunday films, and I think this falls into yeah. that. We should fall into your podcast. What's, what, what's, on, what's, on, what's the best film to watch on a Sunday? Yeah, I like think that. it's it's low stakes, isn't it? I mean, Junior Soldier's Car and, you know, there's something there, but it is, it's, you know, whether they succeed or not, it's, it's only like kind of the how much four men are respected back home. It's it's quite low stakes if things go wrong. I do like how they make money. Oh, the kissing booth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I love how when um, you try to arm wrestle and this one woman gets super strong. Yeah, and the girl from Yeah, Chelsea. I think stuff like that would be more elaborated on, wouldn't it, if it's remade as well? Yeah. Like, like you said, more backstory of them before they go, because actually... At the Olympics, it's only about three days. I think it's like a three-day event, isn't it? It's, so they raced three times, and I think it's over, the idea is over three days. So it wouldn't you'd get more before and more about the training. Yeah, you'd I think they because he doesn't teach them how to like live in cold conditions that much, uh, and like ice skating. He, he teaches them how to ice skate once they get to Canada, but I think you'd push more of that into the front half of you, you know. Train- you just train them. Yeah, he puts them on the ice, doesn't he? And the bath. Yeah. But yeah, I just think... Turn the top hot shower. You could change him. Yeah. It, but then it'd be a longer film. True. And then we're not about to have a little end game for three hours. Yeah, you don't want to <laughs> super strong. So, should we rate the film? Who Guess go first. Oh, there we go. He's going to let you go. Guess go first. I, know, I could tell by your So words. like we say, out of five, five is a perfect film. Three, we always say, is like a recommendation. Four is a very good film. There's not many fives. Mm. You can do points if you want. You can do like 4.5, or as Harry always does, like a 4.38 and makes it really annoying. Um, <laughs> two is like a uh, and then one. We have another one, I don't think. Yeah. Supergirl was close. I think someone oh, was, yeah. that was a guest, and I think the guest gave it a one. That's all yeah, I was. That's a, r- a rough watch, Supergirl. 
Oh, yes, it was. That was time last year we watched it. I, I prefer Supergirl and Beer Juice. You're not looking at the pictures. <laughs> he's, he's just showing me the pictures of his I, characters. I was at the question. Right, so what, what would you be rating it, Jamie? Uh, I I'd give it a three point five. Um, like I I do I, I like it I like the tone and I, I I like that they don't win at the end. It, it I like that kind of from all ages it teaches you about integrity. The idea of picking yourself up when you fall down. That that ending is so strong, but then where it loses points is kind of the those strong characters do drop off at towards the end and it's a bit muddled in kind of. I wanted them to achieve more as a team together instead of it being, you know, John Candy getting them through. Uh, but I think the jokes still land. The tone is still great. So, yeah, I think 3.5. Oh, solid 3.5 too. Solid 3.5, which is not a solid number. Every time you say that, I'm going to say you know, it's really no. weird. It doesn't happen often, but I agree. I think this is... Because I was thinking in my head, but it's not a great film, which is what I would say 4 is. And it's above a recommendation. It kind of falls in that middle, and there is only little tweaks that would make it sort of leap up that sort of turn an even better film. So three point five, which is above a recommendation, and I think it's probably about right for that film. Yeah. So for the podcast, we often have a question, and we sometimes try and relate it back to a film. So this was quite an easy one to do. I thought to think of a question: What four characters would you have in your bobsleigh team? From movies. So, who do you go first? Who do you want to go first? It's yeah. not going to be me. I'm going last. I'll go first. And then I... Oh, Harry wants to go first. He doesn't usually go first. I don't know. I should start my. You're not looking. Just tell us. <laughs> I don't know. I should go for my wild cards first. As you, this, is this no? Go for your four, and then okay. which one you're going to sub in if one of them gets injured. My first one's Legolas. Okay. Because he's got. Oh, nice. So I'm wondering if he could do that with direction. He's also really light. True. Mm. My next one is Terminator. Is that for power and strength? Yeah. Okay. And then I went for Captain America. The same. Yeah. Because they both could just carry them. And I've got Harry Potter because he can't do some magic. <laughs> Strong. Yeah. Well, Who's your wild card one? Optimus Prime. Because I'm thinking, because he turned into the bobsled. <laughs> um, yeah, technically, you could, so, yeah. Because they can scan anything. So can he just become the bobsled? He's technically not a member of the team. He can just stay the bobsled for a while. And given his size, he'd, he'd crush the ice. But I guess if he can shrink himself, then yeah, that, that's not a bad shout because then you don't have to have the, the guy in the front right. doing the directions there because he, he can do That's a yeah. good shout, that. If they ever get annoyed, just get a bobsled on them. So My mind's weird, I don't know. So for you, Jamie... Uh, so I've had to look at the characteristics that you need from everyone. You, you need a leader at the front who's who's quick, who lives their life a quarter mile at a time. So I've gone Don, Dom Toretto from the Fast and Furious. I think you Someone fast who follows orders in second place. So Forrest Gump. Uh, Forrest Gump wouldn't give you any trouble and he's quick. Then you need someone strong. So I've gone with Michael from the blind side because he's strong. Okay. And it also, he knows what it's like to be in a sports drama where massive liberties have been taken to the story. And then someone at the back oh. who's really, really quick on the breaks. I've gone Quicksilver from the X Men movies, uh, not not the MCU where he was he was naff and got killed off after one, but uh, the X Men Quicksilver because he can slow down time so he can break 
just at the right time. That's quite clever. So I just thought I'd throw curveball in and I've gone characters played by John Candy. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got I've got one that I've got five. So I'm just trying to work out which one to drop. So I've gone. You've never wild caught like me and lots of I, I hope I hope you got the poker king in there. So I've got I've got Barth from Spaceballs. He's like the <laughs> it's like a it's a Star Wars spoof. So he plays the Chewbacca character. So he's my my driver because you're gonna watch it. Yeah, probably, yeah. It'd be quite in, things like that would be quite interesting to watch. Mm. There's a few films like that we've talked about like that and um, oh, Police got... Academy, which I'm not sure how well they're gonna hold up. Has he got is he got a big dot a head dot either? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was reference in a lot of game of it, and that's why I know of um so I've gone him. Um I've gone <laughs> I've gone Del Griffin from Playing Strays and Walls and Reels, just because I thought he was a nice guy and he was like well, he was a bit like a junior guy. He'd be, he's like a salesman, so he could get on more money and stuff for to get the thing. He wouldn't be driving; um, he'd be selling stuff. Then I've gone Uncle Buck because he's like the sort of scary one that's in there with a drill and stuff. And now he's well, he's gonna quite... drill the bobsled. <laughs> I mean, then... They could have done with a drill on that last curve. You would think they would check it up and make sure it's safe. Yeah. yeah. And then I've gone really randomly, which is a very niche one, which probably a lot of people don't even realise he does. He does the voice of Wilbur from Rescuers Down Under, which is like the big albatross <laughs> of the mice. The mice um, it's a Disney film. And um, the mice ride on, and he he would be the brake man, even though in the films he can't stop. I just thought it'd be quite a comedy thing. So I purposely <laughs> just went John Candy characters, because I was like, I knew the type of people you'd probably both pick, and I thought, well, yeah, I'm just going to go completely yeah. off on a tangent and do something different. If you can't put your blocks in, they're just going to go flying off. Yeah, but that's kind of a funny part of it, because there's a comedy in it. But also, for John Candies, that is like putting weight in the sled, so you're going to go down super quick. That's it, yeah. He's a big guy. True. He might, he's quite, he must have, he looked quite tall as well, I think. Yeah, he was looming, wasn't he? There was a couple, I always put... Um, Chet Ripley, which is out of great outdoors, but I couldn't really, because I thought the water skiing thing, was, I could think of some sort of reference to use that. Um, but he's my one I dropped. Yeah, I wouldn't even have to buy a bobsled, I think you would. Yeah, you definitely you could use Optimus Prime, which is a very clever one, actually. If you also, if yeah. tries to fight me in a bar, I'll just call Optimus Prime. And you've got the Terminator as well. Yeah. He's great in a bar fight. Oh, yeah. I'm, gonna I'm not going to lie. I do think I come third out of your... If all three of us were racing, <laughs> I think my team would come last. Who would, who would come first? Then? Oh, I don't know. I think if yeah. you go after us, you'll come first. Yeah, I think, I think that's what you've swayed. I also them. have like, Harry Potter and like, determining and like... <laughs> yeah, admittedly, Harry Potter could get rid of any danger. No, because you can't use magic out of school, though. Depends how old he is. True. Um, so, yeah. Um, so... Jamie, what have you got coming up on your show? What have you got coming up? Anything you want to tell the listeners about? Uh, yeah, we're just plowing through the podcast. Uh, so we're out, got a new episode out every most Mondays. Uh, so yeah, if you want to go to the best movie two on Instagram or Twitter, uh, and that's about it. I've got uh, anyone who's in the kind of northwest region. I've started running a monthly gig in the Denby Castle pub, which is raising money for the Woodlands Hospice. Uh, so our next one is on the 28th of September, and then we're doing that the last Thursday of every month. Uh, so that's like four great comedians come down, and I kind of MC. And we just have fun. Um, apart from that, yeah, just 
gigging and paying off all my debts from the Edinburgh Fringe. That's fair enough. I don't know if we mentioned on a podcast that you were a comedian. So you showed you said in Edinburgh Fringe. You said you just talked about movies for an hour. How does that work? Yeah, it was called Jamie Allen Goes to the Movies, uh, which was a riff on. I don't know if you remember the old Rescue Rangers uh, spin-off that they did, which was Rescue Rangers Go to the Movies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I always I always used to love as a kid when you'd see like them dressed up as Indiana Jones and stuff. And it was just, yeah, it was an hour-long stand-up show, but we just talked about kind of like how we interpret movies, how, how we can stop people from talking in the cinema, because that's my absolute number one uh, absolute hate, is people talking in the cinema. My- Babies are crying. Yeah. The babies can understand because you can't control that, but it's people that's, no, you sat there and you can see someone to your right or left and their phone lights up and, they, and they're on the phone and you just think... And also when, also when kids are sort of walking down the hall, like, not understand. Especially if it's a little kid, just little kids, you can't control that necessarily. You're just tying them to a seat. <laughs> I don't think you can tie kids to a seat, Harry. Get some duct tape. We need, to, we need to change the laws, you're right, Harry. We'll change the laws so that we can start tying kids to the seat. Yeah, I'll get on to time. But um, so yeah, we'll put all the links in the description for the episode. And if you send, I'll get you to send us the link to your the Denby Castle um event thing, and we can put that as well. So in case anybody's in the area and they want to go, um, but yes, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Yeah. Um, no, and... cheers for having me. Uh, I've listened to a few episodes of yours. It's really nice. I like the the idea that you've got. It's really nice. It's kind of a, yeah. one of them small positives. I'm basically beaten up by him for most of us. <laughs> but um so we should bye to the listeners. Bye bye. Bye bye now.